0: Somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way. Chewie, we're home.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Walking Carpet, the Geekiverse's all-Star Wars talk show. I missed a month there. I had a really good reason for doing it. But anyway, I am Josiah Leroy. With me today, a very special guest. I had to bring in the big guns today. I'll let you know why shortly. Robbie Palmer from the Nerdy Nomicon, host of the Nerdy Nomicon and various shows on the Nerdy Nomicon YouTube channel. How's it going, Robbie?
2: Uh, hey, hey, hey! I'm um, doing great, man. How about yourself?
1: I am doing very well. So, to our listeners, we took a month off there. There was a a bit of a scheduling snafu. First of all, I owe Robbie an episode because I tried to get him in here for last month, didn't end up working out, and that's my bad. <laughs> but like I said, I had a good excuse. My wife and I had a baby girl, uh, so took a month off there but nevertheless we are back in the swing of things as i mentioned to robbie pre-show i've got my coffee here in my nice little geekiverse mug so i am going to be ready to go and talk some star wars but man
2: i've got my scotch in my game of thrones targaryen (laughs) house uh pint glass right now it's not a full pint of scotch i swear to god it is not a full pint of scotch we will find out shortly (laughs) as the episode goes on blood baby fire and blood (laughs)
1: That's good. It's usually one of the two here for us, so I went with the, you know, the, the coffee here. You went with the, the alcohol, and that's okay, because usually that's where I'm at, but, uh, you know. You know you
2: can combine them, too, right?
1: I thought about it. Uh, didn't get I mean, there I, for today. I
2: don't <laughs> recommend putting the scotch in the coffee, but there's plenty of things you can mix in there. Things that you wouldn't even assume, you know. I accidentally put some Crown Royal in coffee one time. I thought I grabbed the Bailey's. I thought I made a oh Turns out I made a yum-yum. It was wonderful. <laughs>
1: That, that definitely a difference there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it worked, but it was still tasty. <laughs> still tasty, and at, at that point, that's all that matters. So we, uh, as I mentioned, our all Star Wars talk show. We're going to get to some of the news here in a moment. But the reason I've got Robbie, um, uh, it's a, a quiz that I, I've I've seen kind of circle the interwebs for years now, which is funny because uh, this quiz is from the I, I think it was. End of 2015, but GameSpot's quiz where it says every the 25 toughest Star Wars questions out there for Star Wars fans, and I'll read the the exact titling of that shortly. But I was like, all right, let's see. You know, I'm rolling up my sleeves here. Well, I'll be the judge of that. And then who's who's my go-to? Who's my go-to? Definitely. You know, we've got a lot of really good Star Wars geeks here in the geekiverse, no doubt about it. Very knowledgeable. But uh, I thought it was a perfect storm to bring Robbie in and see if we couldn't tackle this journey together. So uh, I'll do
2: my best, man. The force is strong with this one, so I'll see what I can do.
1: Force is indeed strong. Uh, this will this will be a nice pairing here. So we'll get to the news here briefly. Uh, this week, a report came out uh, that Kathleen Kennedy of Lucasfilm is getting a three-year contract extension. There had been rumors swirling about, it, and you always take rumors with a grain of salt that maybe things were shuffling, maybe she was going to be stepping down, uh, which never quite felt like it, it was going to come to fruition. No. Uh, no. We've got four movies since Disney took over, since she was the, the head of Lucasfilm after George Lucas sold the company uh, in 2012. And uh, first of all, I'm going to say I, I've loved to different degrees the, the four Star Wars movies we've gotten with episodes 7 and 8, Rogue One, and Solo. And I'm, I'm excited to see where she continues to, to take this franchise. Robbie, what do you think with Kathleen staying on? Is this good for the franchise long term? Or even oh, shortened.
2: absolutely, absolutely, it is. Look, I've you you were on an episode of the Nerdy Nomicon where we talked about toxic fandom, and that toxic fandom did extend to Kathleen Kennedy. And I'm sorry, but Star Wars is in great hands with her as essentially the commanding steward over this franchise right now. And for people that say that she's, you know, just a hack, you know, look at what she's done. What has she done? Well, you know what? Hashtag feminism. This woman has been putting in work for over three decades. She was executive producer for the Indiana Jones films back when Harrison Ford was actually, you know, doing it instead of Shia LaBeouf showing up and ruining them she was exec producer in jurassic park she was a producer in et this woman has been working in the field creating classics for you know basically longer than i've been alive longer than you've been alive in my personal opinion i don't have i can say this much i don't think i have as much love for all four movies that have come out three of them i absolutely loved one i liked very much um but i'm sure we're gonna get to that in just a couple of minutes. I think that this franchise is in fantastic hands. I I don't see the hate with Kathleen Kennedy. I think that she's been making some very bold decisions in bringing people like J.J. and Ryan Johnson in. Um, I, w- I still would love to see the original cut of Solo. I doubt we will, but I think it's a great move. I think that she's really been taking care of this franchise, and if you look at what needed to be done especially after the prequels came out and all the blowback that's been happening for the last 10, 15 years after them, her taking over as head of the studio in Lucasfilms and bringing in someone like J.J. Look, they had a Herculean nigh-impossible task to mix, to create a new film and a new trilogy that mixed people's love of the original as well as the people that grew up with the the prequel trilogies and actually kind of liked them who are wrong as Hello. well as bringing in brand new fans, <laughs> people that have never seen star Wars before the force awakens. Yes, it does have apparent proximities to a new hope and lots of people appointed at that. But I think those people are missing the subtext. there. only emerging on this side of the prequels. Does a new hope even carry with it that name? This, these movies should not exist. And yet somehow they do. And yes, a lot of that can be attributed to the directors and writers, but Kathleen Kennedy being in charge of Lucasfilms, I think, does not get enough credit where credit is in fact due. Yeah. And having these spin off movies, these solo movies, you know, Solo, Rogue One, she does not get the credit that is due to her. So when- I think it's a fantastic move.
1: When Disney took over, I was a little bit worried at first because I, I kind of looked at Star Wars as the the Holy Grail when it came to films. Like it was one that oh, they same here. they did beat into the ground with with sequels and spin offs and it was like, all right, we we've got you know at the time the six movies. Let's let's leave it at that. We were getting the Clone Wars animated uh, series, and I was like, all right, we you know I don't want too much because quality over quantity, and right, right. I think we've seen a little bit of both here. With respect to the movies, and we got Star Wars Rebels in that time. We're gonna get a new series Uh here shortly. And uh, one thing that can't be—you even took it. You only took it
2: halfway there, in my personal opinion, too. I mean, you've got the original uh, trilogy movies, which you even referred to as the holy grail, and I totally agree. But for uh, an, an entirely new generation coming up, which I believe you are a part of that generation, you also had a second round of holy trilogy movies. There are people that love those prequel movies like they are the damn Bible. And I mean, granted, I, I still have a hard time rectifying the Jar Jar and the midichlorians of it all. Sure. But you've had two sets of Holy trilogy films. And yes, there's been a lot of blowback over the last Jedi, but mark my words, come back and listen to this episode of the walking carpet in 15 years. You will have another generation where this is their Holy trilogy where instead of following, um, uh, Luke Skywalker or Anakin Skywalker and watching Anakin's fall to becoming Darth Vader, you will be following Kylo and Rey. Yeah. This will eventually become a new set of holy trilogies.
1: I couldn't agree Martin more my words on that. Yeah. I am with you in, in all, you know, critics aside, the, the first three films under Kathleen with with force awakens, rogue one mm-hmm. and last Jedi all grossed a billion dollars. So I mean <laughs> over many cases, <laughs> you know, they, they bought star Wars for $4 billion and if you're looking at a strictly gross perspective, there, plus what they would have made in revenue from merchandise and from rebels, they were way past making their investment back. And uh, you know, Solo underperformed a little bit, and there's maybe a few different factors for that. But regardless, you can't argue with what those numbers produced. And uh,
2: no, nah, the almighty dollar does not lie, my friends.
1: It does not. So that is on our side as Star Wars fans. And I, uh, I always loved, you know, when Force Awakens hit it, and especially. Uh, when Last Jedi hit it, 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 there's a part of me that's like almost bragging as as a Star Wars fan and be like, "Oh, you know, this, this is great. It's not only good critically, guys, but look how many people are buying tickets to this." So I I think Kathleen's done a good job. I think she will continue to do a good job. I know they're regrouping a little bit after Solo, and that's fine. You know, take your time. We don't need to spin out one of these every every few months like we we exactly. might see with a Marvel or a DC film. Let's take our time. Let's get it right. Let's nail episode nine, and let's see where it goes from there with those two trilogies that are already in the works. Mm-hmm. So, uh, good news all around. I think glad to hear that she's got that extension. Uh, we mentioned Solo. So, Solo, a Star Wars story, came out on Blu-ray this past week, and I picked up the. I, I like the steel books for for Star Wars. So, I went to Best oh, Buy. Sure, you know, picked that up. I've kind of got the the collection going at this point here. Uh, Robbie, did you end up picking it up? Have you seen it since theaters?
2: I haven't had the chance yet. Um, I'm sure at the end we'll get to the reasons why, but no, I have not had the chance to pick it up yet. I will probably end up buying it within the next week. I probably will not watch it until sometime in November.
1: Gotcha. Well, I uh, it's funny. I I was lucky enough. I ended up getting it out or picked it up when it came out last week, and it uh, it it actually has grown on me more, more and more every time I see it. Now, there, there's a handful of really nice extras. There's a really good roundtable with Ron Howard and the uh, the primary cast of characters there. And he, he moderates it. He asks some really good questions like, who was the first person you called after you got the role for Solo? And it was clear that Ron Howard really enjoyed stepping into this, even though he kind of came in midway through. One one yeah. little tidbit, which is funny, is his first day on set when they came back from the, the hiatus after firing Lord and Miller was that uh, – he didn't know, but they're like, "Oh, by the way, George Lucas is going to be on set today." <laughs> so not only holy cow, yeah, man, he's stepping in to to take over this movie, and uh, none of the cast knew it either. I guess because Alden was like, "Oh my gosh," Alden Ehrenrick, who played Solo, uh, but George Lucas came in and he, you know, he gave him a few tips, and he, he said he loved it. So I thought that was really really interesting. Uh, there there was one deleted scene in particular that uh, I genuinely laughed at and. It may not have made sense in the movie, but it's right after uh, Han and Chewie escape with uh, Beckett and the crew, and they're on that, that snow planet. Uh, in this scene, it's a Han and Chewie throwing snowballs at each other behind Beckett as they're walking along. I would off. never
2: not watch that. Okay, you just <laughs> sold me on that. I would never not be watching that scene.
1: I legitimately watched it a few times through, and I never do that, and I, I just kept watching it. And it is so funny. It's it's clear that Han and Chewie are relatively young from where we've seen right, them in the past. Right. And they they just look like a bunch of kids who who just found a, a new friendship. So that was fun. I it was charming, it. we'll say.
2: Did you happen to hear, You mentioned George Lucas being on set. Did you happen to hear that rumor that was going around uh, right around the time that all the controversy was surrounding The Last Jedi? When apparently... The treatment for the third trilogy of films that Lucas would have done came out.
1: Uh, and apparently, I did not hear
2: it. It was going to be uh, all Midichlorians, it was going to be a microchasm of Star Wars. It's like, you know, that thing you hate, we're gonna make a trilogy about it. It's gonna be all Midichlorians all the time.
1: I did hear that rumor, I, I take that back. I, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. oh god, why? <laughs> Why would you do that? That's brutal. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm much happier with the way Ryan Johnson took to explaining the Force with Luke in in that monologue on uh, yes in the middle of the film. <laughs> so, yes, that would have exactly. been tough. Uh, the last bit of news we wanted to get to for the week here: Star Wars Resistance comes out this Sunday. So the new animated series, the spiritual successor here to Star Wars Rebels, uh, that comes out this Sunday. Uh, october 7th at 10 o'clock eastern time on disney channel Uh, robbie what do you think of the the brief footage we've seen so far and do you like the art style that we're seeing here
2: you know i do like the art style um i don't think that it all has to look the same every single time you know clone wars and rebels have a very 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 similar aesthetic to each other i kind of like this change it up a little bit you know the story is the story and that's Ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what I'm there for. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that I want to watch Star Wars in the same style as South Park, but <laughs> give me a different type of style. You know, it doesn't have to be the same every single time. As long as you tell me a good story, I'm going to be there. Tell me a good story that fits into canon or creates canon that can be expanded upon in the film world.
1: I think that's that's a good point. I I'll say this I was excited about the art style from the beginning because I feel like it draws in almost a new audience. Um maybe for uh youngsters, and not necessarily just younger people, but people who weren't so into Star Wars before and hopefully this turns that tide for them. But I think it it's very colorful and it's really crisp. Like it, it I've never seen animation like that where it it seems like it's almost popping out at you without being 3D. So I think Right. They've done a good job with it from the the brief footage we've seen, and I like the premise. I love that we've got Oscar Isaac in there. Um, The cast looks great. We're going to get some general Leia moments in there. I think the the premise here of kind of the, the middle years here between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens where the Resistance is just becoming a thing because the Republic won't support it is fascinating. I like that they're spying, trying to figure out who's a good guy and who's a bad guy. Uh, We're going to get Captain Phasma in there quite a bit, it looks like. So it's like, sign me up. I think this is going to be another good series for them because Rebels and and Clone Wars both killed it.
2: They did. They knocked it out of the park in so many ways. And there's so many things that can be tied into the film series with this too, you know?
1: Yeah, and it's time to explore a little bit uh, that that new sequel era Uh, because we've Mm -hmm. gotten some novels on it, but the, the era between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens has been a little bit bare. So... I'd love to, to find has. out more about it
2: yeah yeah give me give me some Kanan stories. Give me some Kanan stories, man
1: yeah, absolutely but, I think uh, I think we're going to get some here, hopefully with uh <laughs> the fun fact of the week kind of ties into this date in Star Wars history, so the, this episode is going to air on October third uh two thousand and eighteen. but on that date in two thousand and fourteen, Star Wars Rebels premiered on Disney Channel. So we're at that point. We're two years after Lucasfilm had been acquired by Disney. We had just seen the abrupt end of the Clone Wars. We got Star Wars Rebels. It was received wonderfully uh, from audiences all over the world and it ended up being uh, one of the finer pieces of, of Star Wars literature and canon in the, the last few decades, I would say. So, uh, Robbie, with Star Wars Rebels, um, I, you know, we got four seasons of it. We had a little bit of Clone Wars and we're gonna go back to Clone Wars and finish that, which is awesome. But uh with Rebels, can you speak to anything that struck a chord with you or resonated with you or something that you remember fondly from the series at all? I um I, I Go ahead one thing I you know I kinda put you on the spot there, so I can kinda go first. But one thing I felt like they did really well was craft their own story. They like they took it off in a different direction while bringing in those recognizable names but w- without beating it to death so you'd have a, a, a an appearance by princess leia or right. you know in in season towards the end of two and three you had darth vader and darth maul a little bit more prominent i thought those were really nice and they kind of wrapped up uh darth maul and uh obi-wan's story which was really cool so i i think they that balance kind of seemed to be a, a theme that i liked throughout the the series
2: That is a very, very good point as far as the balance bringing in these characters, kind of giving definitive wrap-ups to some of these arcs, or maybe not definitive, but satisfying wrap-ups or possible wrap-ups. I would say that the thing that I think that they did the best, and this is going to sound cheesy, but I'm not even going to talk about story. I'm going to talk about how they brought in a new generation without even having the movies out yet. There were people that are looking up at you know, Ezra, and they're looking at um, Kanan, we're seeing a whole different type of Mandalorian battle armor. And, you know, now we're seeing female Mandalorians at Comic-Cons. And I think that that's absolutely incredible. So I would say that the thing that really struck me the most about Rebels a lot more than Clone Wars, although I love me some Clone Wars, the thing that struck me about Rebels was the accessibility. It was bringing in a new generation as well as, you know, maybe the older siblings and older family, parents that grew up with the prequels or, God forbid, the original ones and seeing these new stories and, you know, having having generations come together. Now, now everybody's going out and buying a lightsaber. You know, you're seeing parents playing with their kids. They're playing the new guard. The parents are playing the old guard. So to me, it feels like legacy is the best word that I could use to describe that. As far as storylines, I love how they're exploring the gray Jedi side of the Force a little bit more. Yeah. In the cartoons, then they 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 tap dance around it, and as a matter of fact, in my opinion, the last Jedi really revels in it without truly stating it. They tap dance around and play with the idea of gray Jedi in the in the new trilogy. They revel in that stuff in Star Wars Rebels.
1: Oh, big time. You know what I mean? Absolutely, they do. So,
2: I mean, that is something that I very, very much love because I personally think that here in 2018, to be able to tell a story that resonates and really captures you and captures your soul like the original ones did when we were little, I think that it's time to get a little bit more just dirt on those pristine cream-colored robes. And I think that maybe sometimes the bad guys are a little bit more morally ambiguous than their dark visage, shiny helmets may lead you to believe. And I think that that go, I think that that translates to compelling storytelling. I think that that translates to characters that you can relate to and ways to explore the human condition without having to beat you over the head with it. Subtlety, if you will. So that is something that I think that star Wars rebels is accomplishing quite well. And, I may love The Last Jedi, but I think that Star Wars Rebels probably does it a little bit better because they have a longer time to tell their stories. As far as that moral ambiguity and the difference between black and white, it revels in the gray.
1: I think that's so. a really good point. And the other thing is, for what it's worth, they had a bit of a blank canvas with these characters that people didn't oh, absolutely. have a, pres- a preconceived notion of. Where we wanted absolutely. this Luke Skywalker to you know maybe be Ben Kenobi in- instead of this mm-hmm. broken, depressed you know, crazed guy who who wants no, nothing to do with the rest of the galaxy. Broken,
2: depressed, crazed guy. He was Logan from Logan. Okay? Totally was. He he wasn't a broken, depressed guy. He was a man who was at the end of his rope. He was a warrior who has seen the last of his days, and it's time for him to become Shane from Shane and go out in a blaze of glory, doing what is right <laughs> and protect the young pup. You know, it's it's a lone wolf and cub story.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I, so. you can talk to last, talk to me all day about the last Jedi. You know my, my <laughs> feelings on that.
2: I, I love it. So you're still down to collaborate when I do the sinful analysis of it, right?
1: Oh my gosh, please, yes, and all give right, a give a a quick plug for that because that is a wonderful series.
2: Oh, oh, thank you very much. Um, I'm I'm sure I'm going to be touching on that in the quick wrap-up at the end, but I do a series on my YouTube channel called Sinful Analysis. Basically, it's spelled cinephile because I am indeed a cinephile, but the whole idea is to take a look a little bit deeper at movies or TV series that I either love or think are quite significant in some way. Uh, So far, I've already tackled The Land Before Time. While watching that movie when I was a kid, I thought that it was all about, you know, loss and, you know coming together and searching for the promised land, you know, trying to find the great valley. Well, watching it as an adult, it's a lot deeper than that. It's about racism and xenophobia and ultimately deprogramming, about how separate but equal will ultimately destroy and alienate everyone from everyone else. I talked about um Star Trek Discovery and about how the showrunners literally created a Klingon war amongst the fans by making the Klingons look completely different. <laughs> And that that show has so much nuance and subtlety to be able to tell the same types of stories that Star Trek always had, but in a completely different age. Instead of having the starry-eyed wonder of the 60s or the economic boom of the 90s, we now are in a generation based on the self. So you have to tell a personal story to be able to get to a point where you can talk about the group. Um, I also did a on mall rats and i've got two coming up in october one of them is going to be hereditary and one of them is a surprise that's dropping on halloween
1: oh hereditary is going to be big with our group uh, we've got some uh some some real halloween fools in our, our geekiverse crew that and, movie uh, is a masterpiece man josiah that I, movie is a masterpiece some people uh within our group have also you know we're not there yet. We've got a few months to go, but we usually will start pitching our ideas for our end of year voting. We we have annual awards that we hand out, and that they're already talking that for movie of the year, which is saying a lot to me in a in a year where we've we've got Avengers: Infinity War. <laughs> probably-
2: as true as that is, I. I, and I loved me some Infinity War. Please don't get me wrong on that. Sure, sure. How, however, Hereditary takes the cake in my opinion. I think that movie is an absolute masterpiece. And if Tony Collette does not get at least nominated for the Oscars, the game is rigged. Period. Yeah.
1: It's uh, it's gonna get some attention. Hopefully, it gets some attention because it's well deserved. Hopefully,
2: is right. Yeah.
1: So, Mister Palmer, will yes. will you? Take my hand and journey on GameSpot's 25 toughest Star Wars trivia questions in any galaxy.
2: I will take your hand anywhere. You lead the way, Josiah oh. Leroy. You lead me to the promised land. All right.
1: getting pumped up. Here we go. So, <laughs> like I said earlier in the show, brought in the big guns, brought in one of my fellow Star Wars obsessors in uh, Robbie Palmer here to tackle the 25 allegedly toughest questions. We'll be the judge of that. We'll see what's going on here. So,
2: yeah, come on, GameStop, do or do not. There is no
1: try. We'll find out. So I think that we need, without seeing these questions, uh, twenty out of twenty-five. I, I think that should be the minimum target because I don't know how I obscure would these will get. I'd agree. Okay. Yep. Good. So we'll we'll start off here. I again, I do not see the answers. This is kind of like a slide click through, but I'm going to keep uh, a tally here as we go. So. Question one. Oh, here we go. What were Luke's aunt and uncle's job on Tatooine?
2: Do you want me to go ahead?
1: You you take that one.
2: They're moisture farmers.
1: Moisture farmers. Done. Done. Oh my gosh, GameSpot, this is ridiculous. Okay, so we're we're one for one here. Let's see, question two. Okay. Oh, I've got I've got an answer to this one. So, in uh, in how many languages is C three PO fluent six you million is probably the answer they're gonna say because this came out before force awakens but right uh after force awakens and only a true nerd would would have read the visual dictionary hey that's me uh it's <laughs> it's now seven I own it but. <laughs> it's now uh seven million but let's see what uh what game okay so Gamespot says it's six million so either way okay either way we got it so we'll, we'll check that off all right, let's see it's more here. At 2. Oh, we got this. What is uh the Wookiee's home world and how do you pronounce it? That's a weird way to Kashyyyk. word it. Kashik. Boom.
2: Come on, GameStop. What are you
1: doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh okay, hang on here. Page is loading. So we're we're off to a good start. We're we're, we're 3 for 3. Uh, I have a feeling it it will get tougher here. I hope it gets I, tougher. I'm hoping, man. I
2: I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm waiting for the first time that I'm gonna be sitting there going, um,
0: uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know.
2: So, um, I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith, as you well know, and yeah, uh Education has turned into a completely different type of show. It's a it's a uh, science podcast that he does with Andrew Andrew McElfresh. It's turned into a pub quiz. So they have about 10 different categories, and one of them is always Star Wars related. The first two times that I listened to their pub quiz, I got four out of five. And the other, one of those, I was just like, oh, damn it. It was that guy. It was that guy. I, I knew it was one or the other. Then they started getting really damn hard. I'm sitting there <laughs> like, um, uh, how would you know that? Well, it was an obscure piece of dialogue in a deleted scene on the Blu-ray.
0: Right. That's,
1: what? That's what I'm saying. I'm worried about some of these at the end. If that happens, <laughs> if if it indeed does get harder, hey, we'll figure it out. I have faith in us.
2: So I do too. I n- do too.
1: Th- th- a controversial question here. Uh, number number four. Who actually okay. shot first? Han. <laughs> I say Han.
2: Han shot first.
1: It is Han. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So I was going to say, I I didn't know.
2: That wasn't even a question. GameStop is backing us up. They just want to make that a written rule, okay? That is the 11th commandment. Write it down on the tablet. Seriously. On shot first. Oh,
1: my gosh. So their explanation, they say, in the 1997 special edition, the scene was edited, so it appeared that Greedo shot first. Yes, thank you for that. All right. Number five. All right. Oh, we've got a, a picture of... Old school George Lucas here, so okay. it says. Okay, so you know a little bit about Star Wars. Let's go deeper. That's what she said. Which character is partially <laughs> named after George Lucas's son? I I think I know this one. Do you? Uh,
2: it's uh, It's literally on the tip of my tongue.
1: I'm gonna say Dexter Jetster because isn't his son named Jet? Uh, his son is named Jet. Yeah, I think it's Dexter. There you go. So, Dexter Jester, everybody, if if you don't know, episode two, he's the, I don't even know, is he the owner? He would be. It's Dexter's diner, isn't it?
2: I would have just said proprietor, but.
1: Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, it is Dexter Jester. Okay. Cuz oh, Obi-Wan. All right. There yep. we go. I'm done with that. All right. So, we are five for five here, making our way through. All right. Hit me. Let's see. Number six. Okay, this could be our first question mark unless you just happen to know it. Uh, in which movie does the camera pan back up after the crawl? That's a great question. So this is, again, this was 2015. Force Awakens had not yet come out at this point, so they're just referring to the first six movies. So in which movie does the camera pan back up after the crawl?
2: Give me just one second. Sure. Um... Hands down and slightly to the right in New Hope, down there. It's Attack of the Clones.
1: I was thinking that, too, because doesn't it go up?
2: It's Attack of the Clones. It goes up after the crawl in Attack of the Clones.
1: And it shows the Padme's Silver Cruiser there.
2: Right. Right? It's Attack of the Clones. Final answer.
1: Let's see. Attack of the Clones. Good job. You, You got there faster than I did.
2: And boom goes the dynamite baby. Yes. It took me a second there because I'm like, wait a minute. Doesn't it go up in Return of the Jedi? No, it doesn't. It does not go up in Return of the Jedi. So
1: I'm so proud of of us. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. Oh, okay. This I like this. This is getting tough. So, uh, question seven. How many do backs were in the original 1977 theatrical cut of the first Star Wars movie? Hmm.
2: The original nineteen seventy seven cut?
1: Mm-hmm. Were there any? Just there one was maybe? Zero. I'm thinking back. It's been a while. I, I feel like I feel like that's zero. They had Banthas. Do-backs.
2: Those are the those are those um reptilian things that came out in the special edition, right? Yes, the, in the uh, 1970 or 1997.
1: The Stormtroopers or the Sandtroopers are looking for the, like the the crashed escape pod. And I know right. one is is riding one. I'm I'm going to think I'm going to say 0 unless you've got I, a better
2: I do not remember seeing a Dewback period in the original cuts, and those are the ones I grew up on.
1: You want to you go zero? I want to go zero. All right, let's see. Oh, you hate to see that. Okay, so this is our first miss. Let's see here. Really? How many? Two. There are 2 dubacks in the original version? Apparently. So it says there were two in the original. Five more were added in the 1997 Special Edition. That seems excessive to me. But again, that was the, you know... That was
2: kind of what they were all about.
1: <laughs> was the uh, excessive CGI? Well, <laughs> I can
2: tell you this much: there were zero Roncos. There were no Roncos in
1: '77. <laughs> well, all right, that's okay. We've we got one wrong. No big deal. We're gonna move on to uh, to question eight. I did not remember seeing a single Dubek. I don't either, and I only remember one from the special edition. So I need to clearly go watch that as soon as I'm done. It's just another excuse. Um, Okay, I remembered
2: three in the special edition, but that's okay. Oh, okay,
1: that's fair. That's fair. So there it,
2: were a couple in the background. In number, one of them was prominent. There were a couple in the background. Uh,
1: that's why. Okay, I always remember the one that was very prominent. But that's probably what's kind of sticking. Right. The out. the one that
2: that's line. kind of walking around. That's kind of taking up all the focus. Yeah. Yep. If you look in the background, there is a couple of stormtroopers sitting on them, just chilling in the back.
1: Gotcha. We'll, we'll get them next time. That's okay. Number we got this. eight. Oh, we got this. Uh, which species stole the planes to the Death Star? Wouldn't it be Bothans? But that was the second Death Star. So, again, this is pre-Rogue 1.
2: Um, then it would be the Bothans. I think
1: it's got to be. They don't talk about the, the original one. Let's see. Bothans! All right. There it is. Booyah! So we are 7 of 8. How you feeling so far?
2: I'm feeling pretty decent about that. I am I almost want to challenge my memory on those do-backs, but <laughs> I I trust GameStop. I'm trusting their list. I'm just saying I remember zero. We'll see
1: here. We'll see. I'm going to have to... Yeah, I'm, I'm so trusting it. But so far, I'm it. feeling good about this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. What was the original name of the first Star Wars movie when it went into production? Wow. Was...
2: Um, Luke Starkiller and the Journal of the Wills.
1: I'm I'm gonna defer to you on that one. I knew Starkiller was in there, but I that's that's um, all I got. Luke Starkiller
2: was it in the Journal of the Wills? It was the something of the Wills. Okay, because it was originally going to be about the Wills. Um. Please don't kill me if I got it technically wrong, but it, I believe. It was Luke Starkiller and the Journal of the Wills, or...
1: Let's see. Yeah. I I say this is correct. So, technically, it lists it out as uh, Adventures of Luke Starkiller as taken from the Journal of the Wills Saga 1. I think that's good. It was pretty damn close. I'm pretty sure that's right. (laughs) So... You tell us from home, but I there, think that that is
2: like... There was a lot of superfluous words there, uh, okay? Obviously, Lucas likes to go on about a bitch, but there was... Yeah, like, no... They, I was right. Yeah, okay.
1: that, good call, man. I, all I knew was Starkiller, and I should have put that together. So good job. We're going to count Thank that you. one. <laughs> all right. Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, let's see here. Which bounty hunter in The Empire Strikes Back is wearing an old costume from a Doctor Who episode? I think I know this one. I think it's Bosk.
2: I'm almost positive you're correct. It was either him or the one eye patch dude.
1: Let's see. What do we got? What do we got? It is indeed Bosk. Okay. I thought so. So we are nine it of ten. Definitely
2: wasn't IG88. I'll say that much.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine?
2: The Cybermen were not that advanced at that point. No.
1: I love that they mentioned Bosk in uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. I thought that was really good. Apparently he was going to be in the movie, but they ended up writing him out of it. So that would have been interesting. Like, what kind of dialogue would that have been? Okay. Uh, number 11, who kissed Leia first? Han or Luke? It was Luke. That would Luke. be Luke. It was that Luke. That would be Luke on Hoth. Yep. Okay. So. Well,
2: technically she kissed him.
1: I'm. That's the story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh okay number twelve. What does ATAT stand for? Do you say ATAT or AT? You say AT. I generally
2: I think. say AT-ATs. I do say ATSTs, but I say at Um,
1: I go back and forth.
2: Do you want to do this one or do you want me to? Because I I messed this up on Edge Vacation, but I do have this one.
1: You you take it because I'm I'm afraid of messing this one up. All terrain. All
2: terrain. Yep. Armored transport.
1: Booya. All right. We are rolling along here. Uh this is going to be a tough one. There's no getting around it unless you just again, you could surprise me and just spout it out. Uh what odds does C3PO give Han for successfully navigating the asteroid field?
2: Oh, damn. <laughs> you had to Oh man. <laughs> they went at me. They went at me. They threw that gauntlet down.
1: That's re that's a really hard one. Kudos. Um to to, 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 to one I know exactly how he says it five hundred five million
2: was it in the millions I thought it was like six hundred and ninety seven thousand two hundred eighty
1: six to one it was a weird let's go with your first guess there let's see (laughs) so I you were off I was way off three thousand seven hundred and twenty to one I can hear it now
2: but I wow. thought it was a much bigger number oh my, than that. I thought it was, too. I thought it was at least in the tens of
1: thousands, <laughs> if not the hundred thousands. He goes, 3,720 to one. Got it. All right, all right. That's okay. We are 11 of 13. Okay, so we're, we're, we're about where we need to be approximately halfway through here. Oh, we got this one. Who is Lando Calrissian's co-pilot in Episode Six, Return of the Jedi?
2: Oh crap! What was his name? <laughs> don't you mean <laughs> uh, Nian Numb? Oh, that's the one. Yes.
1: Yes, got that one.
2: As soon as I did the voice, you knew it
1: immediately. That I don't know what it is, but that that laugh will get Jeff Pavlock of the Geekiverse to laugh every single time. So if you ever run into him randomly and just are like, "Oh hey, Jeff," <laughs> he will start laughing at you, even if he doesn't know you. <laughs> I'll
2: keep that in mind for the next time I see him. Next, next Comic Con. <laughs> yes.
1: All right. We've got number 15. What is the name of Boba Fett's ship? Slave One. Slave One. Easy peasy.
2: I love me some Boba Fett. What can I say? Me I'm actually wearing a Boba Fett hat right now. <sighs>
1: I love it. Gotta love it.
2: I kid you not, man. <laughs> I am dressed to the nines for this. I'm, As a matter of fact, looking down, you know the shirt I'm talking about, too, because I wore it over to the Geekiverse studio once. I I'm do. wearing a Boba Fett shirt and a Boba Fett hat, because they match.
1: My, Well, it only makes sense. It's science, exactly. basically. My, my Boba Fett backpack is within sight. Uh, let's see. For inspiration, I've got a Luke Skywalker coaster. Uh, wardrobe-wise, I'm kind of casual. This is my podcast getup. I've got a, a PlayStation shirt on and a robe. <laughs>
2: I love it, I love it There's no other way I am a terrible Star Wars podcaster right now I just realized I'm wearing Star Wars gear But I'm drinking out of a Game of Thrones mug When I'm staring at both a Darth Vader and a Kylo Ren mug right now Why am I not drinking scotch out of Kylo?
1: It's okay, it's okay because you've got the the double fet going on It's true So, you know, consider that Uh, Let's see, 16 Who was the original commander of the Death Star? So that's an interesting question
2: the original commander of the Death Star.
1: So what? I guess. that That's a... This is
2: pre-Rogue One, yes?
1: Yeah. The original
2: mm. commander of the Death Star. Uh, Tarkin? That's the only name that I can think of. I, New Hope never alluded to anyone before Tarkin. Did it?
1: Oh, no. I can't imagine. Because Tarkin's there. We've got our kind of council of Imperials there. And right. by the way, don't you love that? That open seat was Krennick's?
2: Yes. Oh my I do. gosh!
1: I love all that stuff. I love those Easter eggs and how they tie in.
2: That that is exactly what I'm talking about. When people say, "Oh, but Rogue One, it it destroyed the cannon. It was so off canon." Bite me. In what way? <laughs> in what way was that off canon?
1: Oh, I <sighs> I could go. I I have gone on and on with our good friend David Duncan over at Synthaholics on Rogue One. I love you, David. I love you too, David. I really
2: David. do, Dunk. But I think, I think you just don't see eye to eye on Star Wars.
1: (laughs) You said it so much better than I could have. We
2: we we just just don't see eye to
1: eye. All right. So Tarkin. The funny thing
2: is he and I love like almost everything the same. We love the same shows. We love a lot of the same movies. Well, he loves the movies that he's seen that I just happen to love as well. um, Because I watch a lot of movies. Homeboy does not. Um, We just disagree about them. We love a lot of the same stuff. We just always disagree. But it leads to very, very interesting conversations and debates.
1: And it, so. it's part of the spice of life, I would say, especially Absolutely. when it comes to, to geekdom. Because this is not Absolutely. toxic disagreement. This is fun disagreement.
2: <laughs> Precisely. Which is the whole reason I even had him on the a couple of shows to talk about Star Wars to begin with. Is to show flat out you can have a conversation about things you don't like and somebody else does. So you can have these conversations. It does not have to end up somebody
1: calling the other one Hitler. Oh, that's very true it's only happened a few times to me. So, that's good. <laughs> uh so the original commander of the death star, we think Tarkin. I got no one else. I'm doubling down. Yep. All right, let's see. Grand Moff Tarkin. All right.
2: There it is.
1: Booyah. So, let's see. We've had 16. We have gotten 14 correct. Okay. Let's uh let's see, moving on here. All right, TikTok, we're loading the next batch of questions here. We've got Oh, a little prequel action. Your favorite. <laughs> what is the largest Damn annual it. pod race in the world and who was Anakin's chief rival in it?
2: Saboba was the rival and I don't know, Pod Race World
1: Bunta Eve Classic.
2: Yes, I it, defer to you, yes, but uh, Saboba was the rival.
1: Alright, that was good teamwork there. We've got the Boota Eve classic and Subulba was the top competitor, it lists. All right. Man, the prequels, when they came out, it was just that perfect age for me because I, I was eight when Phantom Menace came out. I was ingrained in Star Wars lore. There was not one thing about those movies that you could have told me that I, I didn't know at the time. I don't know if it holds up now right. for me, but geez Louise, like if I ever were to enter into prequel trilogy trivia i'd I'd probably win some money if that was such a thing so maybe see.
2: this is exactly what i was talking about with the statements earlier i was 13 when it came out i would i do not remember a time in my life without seeing star wars or godzilla movies they were as much a part of me as pizza or milk and water i mean i just grew up on that because my mom and dad loved those movies so much I don't remember a time when I didn't know who Godzilla or Mechagodzilla were cuz my dad loved Terror of Mechagodzilla. That movie was on like at least once a month in my house and Star Wars was constantly on rotation.
1: You know, so, for Godzilla stuff, we'll, we'll have to have you on uh on our one podcast The Memory Machine. That is a relatively recurring topic. Um,
2: Godzilla, really?
1: Yeah, I it, it's it's out of my league, but uh Nate Lockhart hosts that one and uh, Seth Zelensky and Jeff Pavlock, all three of those guys are, like, huge Godzilla fans.
2: Huge. That is awesome. If you look at the background on my uh, YouTube channel, I have a Mecha Godzilla and a Shin Godzilla up there on the video game rack, so oh, I love me some Godzilla. That's
1: that's so good to know. <laughs> Give another outlet for these guys. That's, that's great. <laughs> there you go.
2: There you go. Just call Robbie. I'm sure he has something to say about it. Just call Ooh, Robbie Palmer. Mouth?
1: Just call him. Right now. Just call him. <laughs> He'll get it done. Get him on the phone. Just do it. <laughs> That's what I did when I I just randomly came upon this quiz again. I was like, you know what? I'm finally gonna tackle this beast.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love how you just texted me. I know how it. I know it's kind of short notice, but do you have time tomorrow? I'm like, <laughs> um, actually, yes. It was a perfect. Start. I don't for the rest of the week. Oh, but tomorrow I do. Perfect. <laughs> so start. you literally hit me on the perfect night.
1: <laughs> That's great. And you know what
2: every other night is booked up
1: speaking of tackling beasts here uh, yes. this question i may have to defer to you on this one uh, it says what day is wookiee life day and where did we first learn about the holiday <laughs> i don't know
2: we learned about the holiday in the christmas special
1: i knew what day but what day is wookiee life day yeah like i don't know what that i don't know can we get half credit for a question um, Maybe? What day is Wookiee Life Day?
2: Christmas? <laughs> That's the only thing that I can think of. I'm trying to remember because I remember. A... I'm not proud of how many times I've watched the Christmas special. I'm really not. But I've seen it over 15 times.
1: Ready for this? I've never that seen the it.
2: celebrations were held around the Tree of Life on Kashyyyk. But I don't remember what day it was. I'm gonna say Christmas.
1: I, I it's gotta be the only explanation. Oh come on. Okay, November seventeenth. What? <laughs> That's oddly specific. That is so weird. Can you imagine? <laughs> November seventeenth. <17th. laughs> Touche. Oh man
2: It's so frustrating that I got that part wrong, but I'm talking about the tree of life on Kashyyyk. I know.
1: So it says it was (laughs) in the widely panned 1978 Star Wars Holiday Special, which aired only once on television and was not directed by George Lucas.
2: All right. It aired only once, but let me tell you, videotapes being dubbed, that was a thing. (laughs) And for decades at comic Cons, you could get your hands on one. And then eBay came along, and now everybody's got their hands on one.
1: Oh, it's so true. So, okay. And YouTube.
2: You can find it on YouTube with commentary.
1: That's amazing. i need to just watch it one of these times. That, yeah, I don't no, know. you don't.
2: You really don't. Am I, am I better off as a Star Wars
1: it. fan for never having seen it?
2: No, it just makes you a better person. <laughs> okay. okay. Well,
1: that, I, that's what I want, so I guess I'll, I'll keep that. Okay. If you
2: fall into a depressive funk and you feel like dying a little inside, go ahead and watch it. Okay. It is that bad.
1: If I ever get I'm to that I'm not proud point. <laughs> of the
2: amount of times I've seen it.
1: If if you ever see me writing an article like a list-based article on that, just just stop me. Just stop me. Uh
2: See, there's two options when I was in when I was in college. You could either smoke up and watch um uh, and watch uh listen to Dark Side of the Moon and watch um The Wizard of Oz or you could do the same thing and watch the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> Okay. There was two schools of thought. There was not a middle ground.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, I uh if like you know, that's that's low. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It's pretty bad that it's on that list. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Well, time will right, tell on that next one. question. Darth Vader's chess piece has some writing on it. What language is it in and what does it translate to? I don't know this one. I don't know this one.
2: I want to say that it's written in Geonosin, and I have no idea what it translates to. I'm going to say only the strong.
1: I'm going to say... Aurebesh. I like that. As the language. And in terms of translations... um,
2: I don't think I ever knew this. I don't. This isn't even one of those where I'm like, oh, I knew this at one time. No. I don't know.
1: Can you imagine if it was, like, chosen one? I'm going to... <laughs> So there's a, a picture here, and it's showing Vader from Empire, so clearly it was meant to be in the past. I'm gonna say, I'm just gonna like go with something basic here and say dark lord i I got nothing else um so let's see, oh, okay, so way deeper than than either of us were thinking uh it's ancient Hebrew, really, and it translates. interesting yeah. Uh, it translates to, "His deeds will not be forgiven until he merits." That's whoa. That's deep,
2: man. So in Hebrew, we knew it. We knew the whole saga the whole
1: time. That's amazing.
2: Oh my god! Talk about an Easter egg. Seriously,
1: I don't even see the. Dude, my mind is blown right now. I'm never gonna forget that fact. I love that line. That like that is, really, really. Thought. I don't. I did not even may know how that to tattooed
2: it. on my body at some point. That is incredible. That is really, really cool. Like I'm not even joking right now. I love that.
1: Teeds will not be forgiven until he merits, and alas, that's what he does in Return of the Jedi. That's amazing. Kudos, man. I I hope that was wow. George Lucas that came up. It doesn't credit who wrote that line or whose idea it was, but you know, mm-hmm. I gotta imagine it was Lucas. I would assume so. That's uh, that's really awesome. That's my favorite part of anything that we've learned here tonight.
2: Def- uh, same here. Def- same here. Beats. Wow, that is crazy cool.
1: Yeah, it was either that or learning that November seventeenth was Wookie Life Day.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, so we're we're nineteen questions in here. Let's see uh, number number twenty. The Imperial probe droid was also known by another name. What is it?
2: Damn. Oh, man. It's getting tough. Now we're now we're back over to uh, the way that it went before. Because I feel like I did know this at one point, but I've always called them probe droids. Imperial
1: probe droid. Imperial probe droid. I, I definitely knew what this was at one point.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to front, man. I, I'm drawing a complete blank. I don't know.
1: Imperial probe droid was known by another name. Do they say it in the movie? They dispatch droids. I got nothing. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to call it on that one. So let's see. No, I wouldn't have come up with this. Probot.
2: <laughs> A probot? I would have never come up with that. Wow. I would have come up with something more, much more badass than that.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, lazy. <laughs> uh, so we're 20 questions in. We've gotten 15 right. So we've got to run the table here to hit our 80% goal. We can do this, man. Time to dig deep.
2: Alright, I'm digging deep, Josiah. Alright, here
1: we go. Uh, Which is the first original theatrical movie where we actually see Jabba the Hutt? It's Return of the Jedi, unless we're talking about the special editions.
2: Yeah, that's that's the only thing that's... Well, if they're talking chronological order, it has to be Return of the Jedi, no matter what. Because saga-wise, it would be Return of the Jedi. If they want to have it as New Hope, the way they worded that question would have been which theatrical release, which means that... The theatrical releases for those versions were in 1997, so it would still have to be Return of the Jedi. So Return of the Jedi, Final Answer.
1: Yep, it's got to be. No matter
2: what their logic is, it has to be. Yep,
1: Return of the Jedi. And they do say original theatrical movie, which I... Read and then completely forgot about after because I'm like, oh, are they talking about Phantom Menace when he's at the pod race? Yada yada. So, no, <laughs> so that's good. All right, we're back on track. Was that Jabba or was that the
2: other hut? Because there, there were a couple of huts there. Was Jabba there?
1: Yep, Jabba was like the the one who spits the head off the lizard to start the race. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, okay. Who might have been like Gardula that was there? I can't remember.
2: Sounds about right.
1: Uh, twenty-two. Where was Luke Skywalker originally headed to pick up power converters?
2: Tashi Station. That's right. Uh, Lots l- of crazy stuff goes on in Tashi Station. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Tashi Station. Uh, okay. Twenty-three. Who's the only Rebel pilot to survive all three movies in the original trilogy? Gotta be Wedge, right?
2: I'm pretty sure that would be Wedge.
1: Who else? unless they're. Unless these. it was
2: true and Dak was only napping.
1: <laughs> uh, Wedge Antilles is the answer they gave. Great. All right. All right. Two left. Two left. We have gotten all but five. Let's
2: see. I still love the theory that Snoke was actually Dak. I still love oh that Oh, my
1: theory. gosh. I haven't read that one.
2: <laughs> it's an absolutely ridiculous theory.
1: I love the I missed the Snoke theories. That's the biggest thing I miss from the lead up to episode eight. <laughs>
2: There's still a bound, man. There's <laughs> definitely still a bound.
1: Oh, but. I love
2: it. Uh, Snoke fulfilled his purpose.
1: Yes, he did. 24, the new... Okay, so again, this came out in 2015. The new Star Wars okay. movie is coming out in December. In what month were all six original Star Wars films released? May.
2: I'm almost positive you were correct about that. It was either
1: May or June. Uh, it was May. And the last question... I think this is a trick question. What species is Yoda? Yoda. We don't know. That's pretty much it. And that's it. Nobody knows. <laughs> All right.
2: One day, my friends, one day we will find out the origins of Yoda.
1: Seriously. It's like the last thing that George Lucas gives up. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Yoda's species is you know what? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's going to tie it into midichlorians somehow. No!
1: Oh, my gosh. It's the odors of being a pure midichlorian. <laughs> Damn it. Why did not you just go to sleep? Just go to sleep, George Lucas. Just go to sleep. Kathleen Kennedy puts a pillow over his face. Oh, my gosh. That like got dark <laughs> quick. <laughs>
2: You've you got Adam Driver over in the background. Kill it if you have to. Let the past <laughs> die. <laughs>
1: Uh, an old, grizzled Adam Driver at that point. <laughs> gotta love it. So, Robbie, we did it. We ran the table. We went five for five in the end there. And we've got to, uh, 20 out of 25, 80%. I feel
2: good about it. I feel good about that. We lost to Probot. Come on.
1: Freaking Probot. I can't believe it.
2: That sounds something like a doctor would prescribe. Come on.
1: And now it's got me thinking of Lobot in Empire. So, Oh, you- I love Lobot, though. It was fun. Gotta love Lobot. He Man, was that was uh, that was fun. Hopefully, you guys found it entertaining. Hopefully, you're playing along at home uh, as Robbie and I were getting through. And I, I feel like if we knew it, we knew it. There was not really much debate, except for the the original title question with the uh, the Wills.
2: I was close enough. <laughs> no, we
1: got i we got that one. Cause you. Every word you said was in the title.
2: <laughs> so, right, I just didn't have, and the saga of the journey of the throughway of the, it's like, for the love of God, man, the title itself was longer than Fellowship of the Ring. Come on. The saga Can't of
1: the it. titular hero whose name will be changed and one day will be reused as the killer base that will be a copy of the original Death Star, part Precisely. one. Precisely. So, Precisely. We forgot that part, but we got the rest of it, so that's good. So we got
2: the important stuff. We got all the the (laughs) highlights. We got all the proper nouns. We're good.
1: What I think you and I need to do is just think about it over, you know, the next few weeks here. But maybe you and Mm. I need to write our own one of these and post it.
2: I think that that is a great idea. I've got I've got one for you that seems to stump even the hardcore of hardcore Star Trek fans. And I was waiting for this question honestly okay. because I've yet to see it on one. All right. Yeah, Tie Fighters. Yep. I might have already asked you this one to be honest with you. Tie Fighters, what does Tie stand for?
1: Oh, come on. I used to know this. Um hang on, hang on. Yeah, no, it's gone. <laughs> uh when Twin-
2: ion engines
1: yeah i was like twit twit and then i couldn't i couldn't bridge the gap and i couldn't get to engines (laughs) that is a great question because it sounds so basic
2: exactly exactly and so many people think tie fighters they're named after looking like a bow tie well not quite my friend not quite
1: Mm, yeah hmm not really that i mean
2: admittedly i thought that until i was like seven but
1: that's okay i hey now i know and now the listeners know. So when you take our quiz, don't Absolutely.
2: cheat. <laughs> uh, <that's, laughs> or consider that a freebie because we love you guys.
1: That's also true. Consider that one a freebie. We're going to wrap things up here on Walking Carpet. We've had a, a really, really fun episode here. I'm glad uh, that the stars aligned and that uh, two two fathers here with, with children under two and a half. Is, is your child? Uh, yeah. I was gonna Max say. is
2: actually two and a half last week, so.
1: I was just going to say, I was doing the math in my head because you always, you always say your wife went into labor during BVS. Yes. Which is a good movie to go into labor to.
2: That is her <laughs> review of it. It was better than labor. <laughs> to this day, she maintains
1: that. I, I wonder if some people would be like, mm, no, it wasn't better than labor. But like, you know, that's. <laughs> Like you and I could never say that we wouldn't exactly, like,
2: exactly. Oh my god! My wife will say that until the day she dies. And you know, other people may come up and say, "But Martha," <sighs> I I cannot reply back to that. You know, there's no comeback for it. Hashtag woke bay. I cannot <laughs> reply back to that.
1: There's no comeback for it. And you know what? So mm. our our daughter would have. So the fir- I always think this is funny. The first movie she technically would have been alive for obviously not present was the last jedi which is you know great for really? me cuz we you know would have been just pregnant at that time when when that came out so i uh that's that's always going to be my first story or our first movie last jedi yep that was it so if people do the math they'll figure out that that was wrong but you know they don't have to know so wrapping up our episode here we're going to uh talk a little bit about what we've got going on between the Geekiverse, the Nerdy Nomicon, and everything in between. Robbie, what's going on? Plug a few projects, a few episodes. We talked about it earlier. Where can people sure find thing. you on social media? And sure thing. even more importantly, where can they support you?
2: Our, well, you can always find the podcast, Nerdy Nomicon Podcast. It's a show that I've been doing with uh, my co host, Adrian Steve, for a little over two years now. Uh, you can find that literally wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, guess what? We're there. Um, Google Play, Stitcher, Player FM. We also now come standard in Teslas. Ooh. Don't ask about it. It happened. Um, <laughs> if you guys want the uh, awesome aesthetic of video as well, youtube.com slash I, right now, we're recording this on October 1st. So this is the very first day of my kickoff of 31 vlogs of Halloween. I put a challenge out to uh, all of my listeners and a couple of people on social media. If I can reach a certain threshold of subscribers, by the end of September, I am going to do 31 vlogs of Halloween. I always watch 31 horror movies in Halloween, post the movies up on Twitter and Instagram and whatnot. If I hit that number, I'm going to do tiny reviews of them. I'm going to give you 31 straight days of horror-related content. They destroyed my goal, so I gave them another one. If you do this, I'm going to give you one live show a week. They destroyed that goal, too.
1: you got a lot of homework, man.
2: um, (laughs) Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, as soon as we're done recording here, I've got to finish up the video for tomorrow. But uh, we're doing the 31 vlogs of Halloween. It is going to be a lot of fun. Josiah, I'm actually planning on talking to you and seeing if anyone from the Geekiverse wants to stop by. Because... I've got a lot of collaborations in the works, man. Um, HL The Great, youtube.com slash HL The Great. She's a beauty vlogger. She's going to be stopping by. Uh, Chris Chavez from Hardly Awesome Podcast and History Creeps. He's going to be stopping by uh, at least Duncan, maybe even Aaron from the Synthaholics. They're coming by. I've got a couple of travel vloggers. They're stopping by. There's going to be a lot of people stopping by the channel to uh, talk scary content throughout this month. So we've got that going on. And the last thing I want to hype up is uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be dropping a new show. Dad's a pops cast. It's going to be myself and a couple of other content creators from across the country, sitting down talking about what it's like to be a dad. Oh, I love the premise. So, love the premise. Uh, that's, that's the thing. When, when Brooke and I had Max, I, as he was a, not a great sleeper for the first six months, I scoured the internet trying to find anything that was, you know, A support podcast or a humor podcast you know anything for a father because you know i wanted to know what it was like for other dads out there um i found parenting podcasts sure but the majority of what i learned there is first off it's always in some way shape or form my fault both as a father and as robbie (laughs) and two that product that i was looking for does not exist I'm living proof that there is a market for it, but the product does not exist. So we're giving the product to the Internet. And I can guarantee you people are going to want to hear what we've got to say because it is um, raw and unfiltered. We, we're we all content creators. Some of us are voice actors. Some of us podcasters and YouTubers. Uh, Michael Orzachowski, he goes by MJ Ors. He's a horror writer. He's worked on the No Sleep podcast, uh, a couple of other uh, bigger productions. And we sit down every two weeks and basically just talk about our projects, talk about our kids, give advice, uh, swap horror stories, you know, both literally and figuratively. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun doing the show, and hopefully everybody's going to enjoy listening.
1: I uh, i know I will. I, I look forward to hearing it. I look forward to being on it. I think, uh, you know, when you mentioned— Oh, yeah, you're invited. <laughs> when, uh, when you mentioned the idea uh, back at Nickel City Con, my— my eyes lit up, so I I can't wait for it. I think that'll be a good one. And and you're right, that product doesn't exist just yet, so it's going to be uh, exciting to hear. Uh,
2: absolutely. Yeah,
1: lots of good stuff going on over there, uh, particularly with with Halloween this month. It, it's going to be a blast for you guys and all oh, of uh, all of your fans there. Did we did we mention uh, Patreon?
2: Oh, we did not. No, if you guys want, uh, if you guys are listening to anything that I've done or you like how I've been presenting myself, I've been trying to be on my best behavior on the show, I promise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear Robbie
2: unleashed. <clears throat> yeah. Raw, unfiltered, <laughs> offbeat ass beep. <laughs> uh, listen to anything else that I do because I, I, I realized I might have had a couple of crass jokes in there and I do apologize. Dude, no. Um, it's fine. Trust me. I, I tried to be on my best behavior. You are more you than on your best behavior. Liking, I appreciate that. (laughs) If you guys like what you're hearing um, and you want to support the show, and uh, we also give early access to absolutely everything we do, including the 31 Vlogs of Halloween. uh, Patreon.com slash Early access there, there's a bunch of different tiers. One of them being review whatever you want. So uh, one guy has donated in person enough for two of them. So he's literally... At the point where I will review whatever it is he asked me to review, pop culture-wise. I was just really hoping it was not going to be a porn. (laughs) Luckily, it was not.
1: I was going there. Um, I was like, you know...
2: (laughs) I was worried at first. I was worried. Uh, It is not. One of them is a... um, comic series but he decided to throw me a, cur- a curveball it's the second story arc of the comic series so i literally have no idea what's going on <laughs> and the other one he decided to cash in for a round table which i'm going to be tapping you or a, m- a member of the geekiverse to sit down with to discuss the new predator reboot oh awesome he wanted to hear a round table about predator so i'll give it to him that's fine that's absolutely fine we love all of our patrons all of our subscribers Um uh, they're the ones that keep the lights on at the Nerdy Nomicon studio for all of the Artful Gremlins, frankly. So, I mean, if that's what he's asking for, I will find a way to make that happen. That is not an issue whatsoever.
1: And I'll, I'll say, you know, from our standpoint, the any any Patreon support really goes a long way. We light up when we see a new uh, subscriber slash patron. It means a lot for us. So, uh, if you're so inclined and you... It's like Christmas, isn't it? It, it really is. Uh, if you can spare something, you want to support uh, an artist there... From uh, the Nerdy namicon Go to patreon.com slash nerdy Is it the Nerdy Nomicon or Nerdy namicon
2: Just Nerdy namicon okay. We dropped the the because too many people got confused. So it's just Nerdy namicon
1: e- All one word. Easy enough. And we'll we'll post a link to that in our, our article if you are looking at this on our website. Uh, so you can easily find that. So Geekiverse has a lot going on in October. We've got a Halloween movie face off going on throughout the month we had a panel of five geeks, uh, including two of our editors, Elizabeth and Amanda, and they uh, they basically pit a whole bunch of movies against each other in a March Madness-style bracket, and uh, they handled all the... the Basically the voting and decisions there I know there's some hurt feelings So I can't wait to see what these results really are like Because there's definitely a little bit of a bitterness uh, From what it sounds like Came out of those discussions So uh, all in good fun of course Check that out at thegeekiverse.com uh, Throughout the month as well uh, Trey Wittish One of our, our writers Who will write a, a weekly article Called Podcast Obsessed Where he features a new podcast every week He uh, He wrote quite a bit on Halloween in general last year. We'll include a link in this article. You're going to want to check out some of what he's got to say. Uh, We've got a lot of spooky experts here between the two companies, so that's exciting. Um, In terms of Star Wars coverage, uh, for the Geekiverse, I'm your go-to guy. You can listen to Walking Carpet monthly, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're into video games, that is another podcast that I host called Geeks Got Game. We're back in full swing with that. I also missed a month of that due to the birth of my daughter, But uh, we are in the middle of the fall gaming season. AAA releases coming out every other day. Uh, We break down on the last episode where you need to go in terms of budgeting your, uh, your gaming dollars this fall. And we also talked about the history of superhero gaming. Uh, with the recent release of spider-man ps4 from uh, insomniac so uh we
2: oh i I wasn't gonna interrupt you there (laughs) but oh that is interesting (laughs) we go
1: all the way back uh that is cool 1979 superman uh we had nate from the memory machine on to talk about some of the the 80s and early 90s stuff and then we got all the way through the the arkham series the lego games the the telltale games r.i.p telltale games and uh all the way up through Spider-Man. So that was a, a two-and-a-half-hour discussion. You can check that out on our channel right now. And We had a blast with that. Uh, we had a panel of five. So for the Geekiverse, you can check out our Patreon uh, if you are so inclined. As we always say and we joke around, it does keep the lights on here at the Geekiverse. Go to patreon.com slash thegeekiverse. You get subscribe as little as $1 a month. It goes a long way for us. There are different tiers and different rewards for you there. Uh, we do want to mention also uh, we are happy to sponsor Fantastic Shirts. If you go to 26shirts.com slash Fantistic, that's F-A-N-T-E-E-S-T-I-C, there is a new geek-themed shirt every week from the creators of 26 Shirts. Uh, a portion of that will go to either a charity or a family in need. We'd appreciate if you at least take a look at that and uh, – uh, help those families out. In addition to getting some cool merch for yourself, if you use our promo code Geek Ten, that's G E E K T E N, you get ten percent off of your order. Uh, so check that out. You can bookmark that page because there, like I said, there's a new shirt every week there. For uh, Twitter, Robbie, did we mention where we can find you? At Nerdy Nomicon. At Nerdy Nomicon. I am at Josiah D Leroy. One segment here as we're wrapping up that I want to introduce. Uh, it's new to the Geekiverse. It's been in my head for a long time. Uh, it's called JoJo's... Let it out, Josiah. What's that? Let it out, then. <laughs> JoJo's Jukebox. So uh, every episode of Walking Carpet and Geek's Got Game, we're going to have a, a new song submitted by the geek community. Uh, basically, if you're a band, if you're a musician, you're an artist, and you own the copyrights of that song, Send it our way. We want to promote you. We want to play your song out as we close up. Uh, so first up, and we got a, a whole ton of, of submissions, so we thank you for those. I'm sorting through those. Don't worry if uh if you don't hear it today. We're going to get to it shortly. I can promise you that. Uh, but first up is a band called The Mixtape. Uh, so these boys are near and dear to my heart. I played with bands in this band, in different bands, uh, throughout the Buffalo music scene for a, the better part of a decade. But uh, Trevor Worth sent in their new single. They just had their comeback show this past weekend. Uh, The song is called Waking Up. You can find it on Apple Music and Spotify. You can also go to YouTube.com. Just search the mixtape Buffalo, and you can see the music video to that. It's a wonderful song, and uh, it strikes a chord with me. So I'm proud to present that song playing out here. Robbie, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. This was a blast. Oh, it is my pleasure. Absolutely. Many more times here in the future. For Robbie Palmer, I'm Josiah Leroy. This is The Mixtape. We'll catch you soon.
0: Content, it's we rough to find Something left unsaid, something left behind We went for yours, should I go for mine? If this is where you need to be, well I guess will see